Welcome to the Talent Takeover. Unfiltered. Make sure you listen to the very end to get the broke to boss tip of the day from today. It's from Hudson Brock. Welcome to Talent Takeover. Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Thank you so much. So... Welcome, Hudson, to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited our, to be here. Nice. Okay. So Hudson Brock have known each other. And if you are, you know, YouTube subscribers of The Millionaire Recruiter, thank you very much because you have seen Hudson on a few episodes. Uh, he's been great. He is a feller, feller, fellow. I am a feller from You're Tennessee. A feller. You're a hey feller there. from Tennessee. Hey there, hey there feller. <laughs> thank you. And a fellow recruiter. And uh. you are a tech recruiter. Thank you very much. And you have just started your own agency. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yep. One year on March 31st. So Congratulations. it's literally like a baby learning to walk. That's, that's what it feels like. I'm like watching it. You're watching. Speaking of, you also have a baby, right? Who spilled on your shirt earlier today. You can see this. This was on the way. So we dropped them off to come here. Got coffee. No Just judgment. All that just no makes judgment. it more relatable in it 2022. Does. It does. We're like, like, we got two moms and we're like, thank you, dad, for coming yeah. with a messy shirt. Well, we're like over here talking about two moms, high-waisted jeans, like, thank you. And then it's like, that's acceptable in the world. I appreciate it is now. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so talk to us about, first of all, what is the name of your agency? Yes, so Alahire, I wanted to have something that would uh, inspire that question. So I'm okay. glad you're asking. Allo is root word for other or different. Okay. And so there's a word allocentric, which is the opposite of egocentric. Getting Egos- smart on me. Go egocentric on. means self-centered. Allocentric means other-centered. And to like me, that. that's the heart of good hiring, is being able to actually be other-centered, understand the pain points of the candidate and the hiring manager, Recruiters kind of sit in that space. Oh, got it. how'd you come up with that? Nice. Running and listening to a podcast. I think it was called Starting Greatness. I don't really remember. Okay. And I heard that word and I was like, you know, you're going through company names, yeah. like literally what URLs mm-hmm. available. How can yeah. I get a dot com? Yeah. And that was available. So I was like, sweet, let's run it. Did you have to Google what it meant? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel better now because I'm like, no, no, no. hello, Sandra. Okay. I yeah, did not come up with that. Mean. Yeah, that's no. a podcast. Hello, yeah. hire. Love it. And you have yeah. been in business for how long? A year and a week. Yep. Ooh, yeah. cheers to you. Yeah, congratulations. Nice. So what we're here to talk about, and I, I mean, I've been on podcasts just as, as you have as well, and they always go, so what could you have done differently? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't want to hear that shit. We want to hear the stuff that actually – like, how hard is it? Because as you see, as everyone's like, oh, I'm a great recruiter. I'm mm. going to start a recruiting agency. Mm-hmm. That's that's easy. Hmm. How well, hard is it? I want to just yeah. add, too, I think out of all of the jobs, you know, we all recruit for a lot of roles. Nobody goes out and is like, I'm going to start my own engineering firm. It's like mm. people go, they think recruiting is so easy. And that goes yeah. back to what we were talking about. I am people don't know do how hard it is <laughs> that they think, oh, I could just go out and start my own thing. And then they're like, oh, shit. That's not what I thought it was. Yeah. So we want to hear that. Like, what are the things that you anticipated and that it was the opposite? Or what are the things you didn't anticipate and it was the opposite? Just give us the, hmm. the real, the like real it. shit, real spit. I like it. Okay. So 
I was lucky because I was in a, a network marriage group that you've heard of mm-hmm. um, that was intended to help incubate and accelerate recruiters. So we had this theory that a lot of the best recruiters wanted to be independent, either at a boutique agency or to start their own thing. Mm-hmm. So we're like, how do we empower people to do that? Take away all the stuff recruiters don't like doing. Invoicing, admin. accounting, yeah. admin. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We want to be talking to people. Let's let people do that more. And so that allowed me to be very entrepreneurial for about three and a half years before really starting my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I was commission only, contractor, trying to do full cycle almost from day one. So I had that those reps of like the ups and downs, like yeah. big commission, highs, lows, roller big coaster. commission week, and then like nothing for a month. And it, that just trained the like, mm-hmm. I think, grit to be like, I'm going to stay in the game yeah. no matter what. That's probably the biggest thing that I see other people miss mm, is just they, they have the win and then learning to be consistent, not always in your billing, but up here yeah. and just That's controlling what you can control. Syndrome. Yes. Did you come up with that? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I did, but I don't know. It's called fat no, cat syndrome. It's really a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for me, I think I had like a lot of the, the DNA coming in, um, but then it's learning all the business stuff. Yeah. That's, there's yeah. still is super hard. Like we've talked about it, and I think I had some good mentors that kind of helped people that were ahead of me coach me through it. But even so, there's no like playbook just to look at. Here are the 10 steps yeah. just to start it. So that's the thing that I've been like trying to put together to give to other people because um, I haven't found it out there yet. I yeah. haven't seen any resource that tells you how to start something. That's really hard because I know I get asked that a lot as well. So as I put out like the Millionaire Recruiter Boot Camp, it's like, you know, we can have all the training in the world, but no one wants to legally put their shit out there Mm. because it is a legal thing like legal manner like you know where did i get my fee agreement from well i might have massaged it from something else that i put together and it sounded really great to me you know where did you get your fee agreement from uh friends I asked. Yeah. i said hey check this out but no no lawyers right never had a lawyer help me put it together so that actually just gave me the chills. I had never used Should a lawyer. I not say that? No, no, no. Okay. That's good. I had never, I've been in business now for 14 years. I have never used a lawyer until, not joking, like six months ago. Mm. And now it's like I got the lawyer on, like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? I'm yeah. Like, Fuck lawyers. Wait, Man. so did I, should I have a lawyer on speed? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm getting too different. Uh, I have different. They're expensive as shit. I, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, whether yeah. I think we should have them or not, that doesn't change the fact they're expensive. They're expensive. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. that is what it is. But, I would say, I so whenever I came to work with Brianna, I was really surprised at our contracts. Like, I feel like your contracts, especially in any kind of embedded, have to be really dialed in because hmm. of co-employment situations. And then you'll have the craziest shit happen. Like, <laughs> we'll tell you offline, but we've had some crazy shit happen in the mm-hmm. last few months where yeah. it's like, thank God we had certain things covered contractually after it was like, hey, I'm trying to bullshit my way through this, but... I always joke with her. I'm like, they didn't cover this when I went to Harvard Law. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm like Googling and I'm getting on the phone with other companies' attorneys and I'm like, oh my God, I have to Google everything they say, you know? But Which was your broke to boss tip. Yeah. Google it. Google, Google it, it, motherfucker. <laughs> yes. And, and so I was Googling it before I was asking. But yeah, um, we had to get our contracts really dialed in and now I feel like, thank God. Like mm, the yeah. most recent situation. Yeah. Like, thank yeah. God. I, I will say... But I also will say that I learned a lot being my own lawyer because I feel like, I don't know, I was made to be a TV lawyer for many years now. <laughs> I can see it. 
<laughs> I don't want to be a real lawyer because school, that's too much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, TV lawyer, I'm on that. Um, the but millionaire it, judge. Uh, but I will say there, there's a lot of things that if you could handle that conversation, it takes you higher. So it's mm. like, you know, the more uncomfortable you make yourself, the better off you are. I would agree. I just think when it comes to contracts, that's where you need legal. Yeah. And then I would say otherwise, like we have the uncomfortable conversations yeah. all the time. But if you have um, a MSA and an SOW that a, an attorney has reviewed, then you're good. So my thing too has been with some companies, I've just gotten good at flipping it and then like, oh, you have lawyers. Why don't you put together what you ah. think makes sense based on <laughs> these three basic terms that we've agreed on and then I'll review it. And most of the time, I can read a contract. Yeah, and right. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be good enough. Right, yeah. I don't Same. need a lawyer for that. Well, yeah, so a sure. lot of our clients will redline it, too, and they'll send it back to me. <laughs> yeah. Designated attorney. I'm like, I'll accept these red lines, you know, but it's nothing outrageous. Mm-hmm. The one that the conversion fee is the only one that we ever yeah. say no to. Hmm. They yeah. always try to get around converting one of our people. Oh, for or RPO poaching. model. Well, just we in general about now. That. Yeah, we have talked about that. So it's like you spend all your like blood, sweat, and tears training someone to be like yeah. an amazing superstar. You don't want your clients or anyone involved to take your people. Now, at the same time, you don't want your your uh, employees to feel like, how dare you like not let me go to a certain person if I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So like you know, there's always kind of wiggle room, and I think that just in recruiting in general, there's there's you know wiggle room. There's like the the fact, and there's like what goes behind the scenes, but. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're you're protected. And mm-hmm. then it's like if they're going to take your blood, sweat, and tears, they pay for it, right? right? And they always will if they know what's right. Because to find a really good recruiter, whether it's Renaissance or tech, yeah, they know they know what's going on. By the way, Renaissance. Why is Renaissance? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Renaissance <laughs> is because you know how there's tech, mm-hmm. which is the cool shit, mm-hmm. and then we got the non-tech. You we decided it's Renaissance. Renaissance. <laughs> we, well, I can't handle the non-tech. Yeah, you she's know, like, that's like, insulting. Well, it is. It's like we've got tech recruiters and then y'all. Not, you know, there's y'all. Wait, slow down. Where are you from? I'm from you Texas. You said y'all. What yeah. part of Texas? Um, so I'm originally from Odessa and I live okay. in Dallas right now. Nice. Have you picked up y'all yet? It's yeah, our greatest it. invention. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's the best. So efficient. I feel like everyone says <laughs> so y'all. Efficient. Like people y'all. that I don't even, like Becca says y'all, people that are yeah. not even from Texas. Yeah. We well, there's it. a while on tech where like I would say this, I would say y'all. I'm like, yeah, I heard y'all have a cool product. And then it's like, what'd you say? And I was like, all right, let me educate you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in the dictionary native. at this yeah. point. Is it um, in the Scrabble dictionary though? Oh, that's where it matters. <laughs> that's the one with all the clouds. Wordle. Scrabble. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to win. So I think one thing that uh, I was thinking about with your question is how do you actually start a business? Yes. Like, literally. Yeah. Literally. I yeah. had to Google. You said be an Legal Zoom. Thank yes. you. I had to Google how to start a business. And it literally brings up 12 different vendors. And you're mm-hmm. like, all right, this is a whole thing. Do yeah. I go with Legal Zoom? Do I go with Ink File? Mm-hmm. I went with a friend Rocket that started lawyer. this little one. Rocket Lawyer. I went with this little one called WizForm. And then it pivoted like two months later. So then I had to go transfer it. Sorry. Plans. Sorry about that. Um, that's a good little Notice that it was undisrupted at all. because Good recruiters? Fake. You have to talk with your hands if you're a recruiter. Oh, yeah. No, we've been knocking shit over in this room. I'm like, I don't know why we put more in the room, you know, to fill up the background yeah, when we all good. are very expressive. But, yeah. So, anyways, that's that's one thing that I was like, all right. How do you actually start a business? Then you are actually legit and you can start putting together more things on top of that. Mm-hmm. But what I found is for so many recruiters, and you've done an amazing job of this. We were just talking off 
uh, record about this, but which we should have been online. We should have been online. But how do you go from being the technician, the person that can bill and be the recruiter, to then taking that level up to replicating yourself and then doing it again and again to keep growing? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the stage I'm at where yeah. it's like it's hard. It's yeah. kind of fun. This is the only analogy that's coming to mind, but it's not. <laughs> it's gonna go down. I'm nervous now. <laughs> I'm nervous too. It's not that hard to make a baby meaning become a parent it is really hard to be a great parent oh true and so you that's kind of like a route. business like yeah, you can take the it's not that hard to become a parent i should say it that way not make a baby it's not that hard to become a parent <laughs> it, shake a bow wow right god we're all here but it's really hard to be a great parent just like it's not that hard to start a business it's really hard to be a great business owner and it takes constantly learning and it's funny for me with my son that's 18 months my business that's 12 months. That's crazy. Kind of seeing those similarities mm-hmm. every day. Uh, seeing yeah. it growing. Yeah. So what we were talking about offline is that finding that number two mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that one is like operates similar to you, but isn't your clone because one, we're not egocentric. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. We're allocentric. Uh, <laughs> we're allocentric. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We're allo hire. Uh, but also that they have like a business mind because a business mind and a, like I said, technician mind mm-hmm. is very different. And to switch minds and to have the creativity as well on top of that is really fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really hard. And to add like another level of complexity to that, to be an effective manager, I feel like, mm. because you may not have had the experience ever managing people before. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, for people that like myself that go to school for it, study it and have been doing it for over 10 years. Like it's, it's like very much like recruiting. People think it's just easy to manage Mm -hmm. people. It's not you. There is a strategy, a tactic, a science being your ability to read people. We all have that in general because we're recruiters, right? But to know what each person needs from you and then Mm -hmm. also make sure you show up for your leaders. Like you, you forget. Oh, that's you a whole, ma- that is a whole other can of worms. I, it really because no, you don't have leaders yet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, I have. I, I have people that I think have the capacity, like naturally, are leaders, but giving them that responsibility on paper in the organization. On paper, I'm in that yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. stage right now of creating that. And it's not easy. Everyone's like, I'm going to climb this ladder. But it's like, one, also in recruiting, that there is no real ladder, mm-hmm. you know? So that's its own separate can of worms. But then it's also like, do you understand what you're getting yourself into? Like, I remember being in, like, I was in the sales pit for a really long time, and I literally bawled my eyes out in privacy. In privacy when I had to, like, put myself into an office and, like, separate myself because it's like you can't be in it and manage and run a business and then lead and then point – you know, be the bad guy and then become an, oh, and here's, you know, Oprah with all these prizes because mm-hmm. you guys have been so great. And it's that's literally hard. what we do. I know, but every it's day. hard. <laughs> literally, that that's our job description. Yeah. You just rattled off the Thank job you. description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's like, you know, you're we spend so much time making sure our teams get what they need and mm-hmm. that they feel the culture and the morale is up. But it's like, what about your leaders? Oh, man. That's awesome. And I think... I know, at least from observing you, I'm like, she knows that there's certain people that just got it and you can trust in that. And I feel like there has to be a sense of comfort in that, that I don't have to give them all the pats on the back. You know, there's others that yeah. need a little bit more of that. It's like learning, again, what each person needs from you, right? But but the hard part is, I'm going to go back to business owner, is once you trust those people and you're like, you got this, it's almost like you're ignoring them. And so very often have I had people that I trust with all of my being 
who are amazing at doing their job and who's got it and literally they can go on vacation for three months. And then you realize, wait, they need me too. Yep. That's the hard part. And that's at the part I think feel like you're just that cusp of having like a business for just a year and a week mm-hmm. <laughs> of just being right there where you're like, I got to switch gears right now. I have to be a business owner, a CEO. And um, we also just talked about offline as CEO being this like huge position and where we just see ourselves as like, and I see an individual contributor. And that's hard too, because like, man, I'll get, I'll get in the grind with you. Like, I'll do all these things, but they expect you to be a CEO, which mm. is own separate beast. Yeah, yeah. There's this two things on that. I've been read, trying to read more. Not always a recruiter's greatest skill set is slowing down to physically read. <laughs> so I'll do Audible on like two X while I do something else. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. But but the book Emith, uh, you brought up this. You made this quote come to mind. He said, "If your business depends on you." You don't own a business, you have a job, and it's mm. the worst job in the world. And yeah. I actually believe Here's that you can get that like the high and the hype off of the first year or two of being an entrepreneur, and that's so praised on LinkedIn in our culture. And then all of a sudden you're like, it's eleven, I'm in bed, I'm on LinkedIn. Like my brain is frazzled and I'm just mm-hmm. like trying to hold everything together. Yeah. That's the worst job. It's so it's stressful. You have people relying on you at every aspect of the business. And so, yeah, how do you switch into then being full-fledged owner and your business not depending on you? I think the number two hire is so big. And I, we were just talking, like, how do you find that person, <laughs> truly? Yeah, I feel like you breed them. <laughs> okay, not really. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> so offended. I'm like, not, like mother? Not really. Mother? Is, <laughs> that what, is that what that's like, called? We talked about having a baby. I don't know. Uh, but no, it's like you want them to like grow within the organization because I feel like to bring in an outsider uh, is bad for the organization in general. And then it's also kind of fills you like it's just too much pressure. I don't mm. know. And honestly, I haven't, I'm not saying like I've done it right. Like yeah. there's a couple of missteps I've had for sure, but it's hard. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. What Go with is. your gut. I feel like yeah. with you, every time you've hired with your gut, it's like your gut was spot on. How you felt about a person, it was spot on. It really has been. There's been like a couple that I'm like. I've had a little missteps. Well, I mean, those people also could have been serial killers. I don't really know. <laughs> That's how fucked up they were. So it's like, give yourself a break on some of those. Cause I'm pretty sure they've got multiple identities, but, um, <laughs> I definitely think that you're really good at hiring, like going with your gut and knowing even what the red flags are like yeah, with somebody, right. regardless of role. I feel like you know what you, you don't give yourself enough credit. Well, thank you. Mm. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I, uh, I was just talking to a client of ours that was like, you know, there was a lot of yellow flags. I'm like, we're even going to pull the red flag. Like all those things like, you know, add up. It's like, could we have pulled that sooner? But anyways, I'm kind of go- going off on tangents because I feel like we are way over time at this moment because Hudson Brock is bringing really? some really good shit to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, we're not too terribly over, but um, I really want to highlight, you know, your firm and all the work that it has taken in this first year. So I saw your um, celebratory video on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. You're really good at that, by the way. All recruiters need to be good at putting their shit on on LinkedIn, right? On the on the reel, on the on the feed, all that stuff. But um, you know, what advice do you really have for anyone that's like, oh, I'm just gonna start my own recruiting company. That makes sense. Because hmm. um, not all high high end individual contributors can start that. Mm-hmm. It's not how it um, works. It's such a good question. So I think you have to know yourself first. I think good leaders aren't always right. They're real, and that's mm-hmm. something that I think you've done well. 
Um, trusting your gut, but also just sharing your perspective and, and documenting the story. Like I think on LinkedIn, people really value, it's the Gary Vee thing. Tell me your story. Don't make it scripted. Don't make it perfect. If you throw out the analogy of making a baby on a podcast, roll with it. Like there are those things that people really appreciate authenticity and there's a ton of fake authenticity on social media Uh, and LinkedIn. I love it. It's generally very positive. There's a lot of humble bragging. And so I think it's finding that balance of like, how do I tell my story, celebrate the wins, but also probably talk about some of the shortcomings, talk about some of the stuff I'm struggling with, welcome other people into that. That I think is the biggest thing for anyone starting anything. Mm -hmm. Welcome other people into your story and, and be humble enough to ask for their expertise. I love that. So that's, I would say that's the one thing I've done right. I think a lot of times I wake up and I'm like, I'm so unqualified. Like this, the business the imposter has syndrome. It's so real. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's very real. It's so real. And I think um, even sharing that with the team has been good. Yeah. Saying, hey yeah. guys, yeah. I don't have all the answers. There's a lot of times where I don't even know if I can come up with the answers. I need y'all's input. Yeah. And I need to keep seeking wise counsel. And, and so that... I think that's the core thing that any good founder has to do. Yeah, I I love that. I love them, like you said, bringing the story. So back in, I think it was December maybe, I don't know, January, but we had an all-hands meeting and I was like, I got knocked with what I felt was mourning. So as anyone that's followed, like they know that I um, sold techies and like I had that business when I was 24 years old. And most of those people, it gives me the chills, I had worked with seven, eight, ten, nine, ten. 10 years. And so it went from like, we're all working together and poof, gone. And I realized like I was just rolling with the punches and I was like, I actually mourned them. And I didn't realize like I wasn't on my game, but I didn't realize why. So I shared that in the all hands and say I was mourning. And then all of a Mm. sudden I got other people saying like, I've been mourning my company too, but I was feeling weird about it because I felt like it was disrespectful to Talent Perch at the time to be like, I'm mourning my old company because I'm supposed to be really happy at Talent Perch. And I don't think that that's a false feeling. And so I love that as a leader and as an owner and CEO that you're sharing like what you feel because yeah. it makes people be like, oh my God, thank God you're a real person. You're human. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. human. Yeah. Well, and you being self-aware, I feel like that's how you find your number two is to balance yeah. out like knowing what, I always say this to Brianna and to the TA team of like part of being smart is knowing what you're dumb about, you know, and finding somebody that can balance you out in that regard, mm-hmm. I think is critical. It's a great quote. I've never heard it quite like that. That's good. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's Put it the text and wait. <laughs> yeah. the, the one other thing I'd say to welcome people, and I think you've done this really well with YouTube, is you have to give value for free. You have to be willing to give value. And there's so many old school recruiters still that are so guarded with all their systems. They're taught to do that. They're, and they're taught to do that. And I think we're, we have to keep breaking it, that trend. But it's still swimming upstream to say, hey, you might be a competitor. I'm almost positive. We, my <laughs> Alohire and Techies have competed on contracts yeah. and there's plenty of business for both. So and I think there's plenty of, uh, if we both share our expertise, and what we're learning, there's plenty of business for us both to grow. So I think that's just a mentality shift that hopefully is one of the things millennials have done well. I don't know. We've done a lot of things that are just kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm on the cusp of millennials, but yeah, I got you. 37. <laughs> 37. Oh yeah, you're still millennial. Damn it. For sure. <laughs> Nice. Um, awesome. Thank you so much, Taylor. Always thank you so much. Um, so as you know that we're every Tuesday, but we're going to do broke to boss tip from Hudson mm-hmm. today. I know Taylor normally takes it away here, but go ahead, Hudson. What do you got? Mine's really simple. Wake up early. 
morning hours are more productive than night hours. Coffee is more productive than alcohol most of the time. Ooh. Most of the time. Uh-oh. I'm not going to say always. <laughs> For me, if it's 10 p.m. and I have a drink, I'm not going to get much done. If it's 6 a.m. and I have a coffee, I'm going to get a lot done. So it's just that simple for me. It's really helped. Once you have kids, multiple responsibilities, more people want mm. your time. You have to have the time that is your calendar is blocked off. No one's bothering you. No notifications. And the morning is really special for that. Yeah, nice alone time. We all need that for sure. Thank you so much. You've been amazing. Thank you. So yeah. we'll definitely put, you know, how you can contact Hudson. Want to do a quick plug on, on yeah. you real quick? Yeah, uh, Hudson Brock on LinkedIn is what I'm most active on. Allohire.com is our agency. And uh, Instagram, I'm not that entertaining. So don't worry <laughs> hey, about Hey, I don't that. blame you. We got TikTok? <laughs> I do have TikTok. I do. Are it's you fun. Oh, my gosh. We got to see it. The Relevant Dad. Go find me. <laughs> I love that. All right. We'll see you every Tuesday. Thank you so much. Talent Takeover? Unfiltered. Nice. We'll see you all next week. Bye.